Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Puck and Rate Chicago podcast. This time, Megan and I are back to our normal states, our normal homes, which is very sad. Last week's was super fun, especially considering everything that had happened. That was a really long podcast that we put out last week. And Hey, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, this is really long and I don't know how many people are going to make it to the end, but I also just listened to a two hour, 25 minute spit and chicklets episode. So there's there's people that do it, (laughs) including myself. Sometimes, sometimes I'm in the mood for like a really long podcast. Like sometimes I just like, if I'm going to do something, I deep clean, it's going to take me a while. Like, yeah, like cleaning or like, um, sometimes even if I'm working on a painting or something, it's nice to have, Mm -hmm. Or, like, even, like, if I'm writing or something, it's nice to have something, like, in the background that I don't have to, you know, like, skip a song or change to a different podcast or whatever. It's nice having, like, a long long one that I know I'm not going to run out of. Yes, yes. And that's what I love when the Steve Dangle podcast does super long ones because it's, you know when it's a super long one that Steve is going to be upset about something <laughs> so there's there's bound to be a really good rant the reason why the spit and chicklets one was so long is because they had tyson nash on who is now with a color analyst with the arizona coyotes he's, uh, he's also the between the benches guy but he's so funny he's one of the funniest dudes he was telling a ton of stories he told stories about eric lindros and playing with guys like brendan shanahan and al mcginnis and st louis so it was really cool to like hear his stories and all that stuff. So if you haven't listened, and then at the very end, there's like 30 seconds left. He goes, Oh, by the way, the Sidney Crosby episode is dropping next week on his birthday, eight, seven. And then <sighs> Grinelli, Grinelli within the last five seconds goes a uh, big, big announcement coming up next week. So just keep an eye out. And then the episode ends. It's like, are you kidding? Oh. Are you serious right now? Like, I, like, I can't, I know wait you're, that long. I, can't I know you're super right excited for that. Uh, Sidney Crosby one. I'm decidedly less excited, but I'll probably listen to it anyways. Ha ha. Because I'm a good hockey noodle. I'm a good hockey noodle. Well, speaking of hockey, this is what we do here on this podcast. Let's jump right (laughs) into it. Speaking of hockey, we got a couple things to cover here under free agency, even though it is August and it is the middle of just dead season in the NHL. There's only going to be a couple signings from here on out. Really, the focus is going to be on all the RFAs that have been unsigned still, which we will get to at the end of this segment here. But let's start with a couple re-signings, a couple buyouts here. The Tampa Bay Lightning, The first, first off, the Tampa Bay Lightning re-signed goaltender Andre Vasilevsky to an eight-year, $9.5 million deal, which is just half a million dollars shy of what Sergei Bobrovsky is going to be making with the Florida Panthers. But it's very it's very deserving. Andre, Andre last year started... Sorry, Andre last year had 39 wins, 10 losses, and four ties. Uh, he had a 240 save or 240 goals against average. Oh my god! And a 925 save percentage. Struggling today. I'm. I don't know what it is. I've been working with kids all day. Uh, he has a he had a 925 save percentage last year, despite how the playoffs went for him and his team. I don't think he 
was the player that he could be and is. He was the problem. No, it was a combination of a ton of things. But yeah, so they resigned him to an eight-year deal, which I mean, see how that goes. He he's been in the league for what? He's been yeah, he's been playing with them for five years. So it's, I mean, it's about time for him to get re-signed here, but he, he is the backbone of that team ever since Ben Bishop left. I feel like he, he really is the guy that's up and coming. So congratulations to him. I feel like now, I forget who was saying it. I think it was on Spit and Chicklets, but they were saying, like, is Andre Vasilevsky worth $9.5 million? And I think it was Whitney that was like, well, that's the, that's the bar now, right? Like, that's the... That's that set the market. The Sergei Bobrovsky yeah, deal set the market. And so guys that are not supposed to be, be up there are getting money that's up there. I, I was seeing Vasilevsky in like an eight or a nine range. Yeah, me too. You know? And so, I mean, he's a good goalie and he's the backbone of that team. So it's good for them. But also, buddy, you got to sign also- Braden Point. <laughs> I was going to say, are they not one of the teams in cap hell right now? I'm pretty yes. sure they are. But they're also so, one of the teams that other teams, they're like the Chicago Blackhawks, and that other, other teams are like, help, yeah. let's help the Tampa Bay Lightning in yeah. any way we yeah. can by trading and taking on the full contract of Ryan Callahan. <laughs> Love that for them. <laughs> Love that for them. Moving on from there, the New York Rangers, which caused a little bit of confusion at first because I didn't see it on Cat Friendly and I didn't see it from the official New York Rangers Twitter page, but they did choose to buy out defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk. He had five years left, or he, sorry, he has three years left on his deal. Uh, his deal ran from 2017 to 2021. He makes $6.65 million average annual value for a total value of $26.6 million. He has no signing bonus to be paid this upcoming season, just $6.6 million in salary, but it drops to a $2 million signing bonus and a $4 million salary next year. In this past season, he played in 73 games, had two goals, 26 assists for 28 points. So Kevin Shattenkirk has kind of bounced around a little bit. He was in St. Louis for a really long stretch of time. Then he went over to the Capitals at the deadline and then signed on July 1st. Uh, in 2017 with the New York Rangers to his long-term five, five-year deal. Yeah. And now he's bought out two years into that deal. I think, um, who, oh my gosh, who was it that said it? I don't even know if I should say it, but it was really funny. So I feel like I have to, I think it was Jesse from the Steve Dangle podcast. I think it was Jesse. He tweeted like chat daddy. And I yes. Yeah, it was so funny. He's like, come to Toronto, Shat Daddy. And then Steve, like, quoted it and goes, Shat Daddy. (laughs) Like, could not believe what I was Literally, I saw that and I was rolling. Like, I don't think I've laughed that hard at something hockey related in a very long. Just kidding. I laughed that hard at the John Scott thing. But, like, it was just so stupid. And I. I don't know. It, it really, that really sealed the deal for me. I was like, this is great. I'm this having is a great really time. Great. This is the great. The off season is fun sometimes. So we'll see where Kevin Shattenkirk goes. I mean, in all honesty, he hasn't fallen off the wagon completely. Like he's still, he's still a good well, defenseman. I'm, I wouldn't put him on the top pair. Maybe no, he's the but, top four guy, but he, he's, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing back there. When I think people forget too, that he's been injured a lot. Like mm-hmm. he, I don't like what did he play? He didn't play a lot this season, this past season, I don't think. He had 73 uh, games, so he missed nine games. And I think he missed games the year prior as well. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's tricky because when you get when guys get injured, you don't 
they don't always come back the same. Mm -hmm. It sounds Mm -hmm. weird saying that, but like not everybody's Patrick Kane. Like not everybody can come back from injuries looking like a million bucks. Like, or I guess 10 million bucks. Um, Uh Funny. uh, So it's 10 and a half actually. 10 and a half. (laughs) Um, Got to give him that extra half. That half million makes, it makes makes a difference. Oh yeah. All the difference. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I really do. But I think, I think somebody will pick him up. A fresh opportunity. Right. Like I think, well, and the thing is too, we can jump into this really quick. Jake Gardner is still, still waiting, is still UFA, which has really surprised me considering that like, okay, he had those back issues last year and that was kind of a, that was kind of a red flag to a lot of teams and they try, pretty sure they tried to trade him at the deadline, didn't work. And he was out for a considerable amount of time with that back injury, but he came out at the end of the season and said, no, my back's totally fine. I, I, I did all my rehab, blah, blah, blah. It's back. It's back to new, which like, it's still, it's still a little bit iffy for, it's still a little bit iffy for a lot of teams to try and take on that contract and that, that kind of that body almost, but he's still a top four defenseman. Which is That's just thing. It's like, like it's, it's really surprised like... me that like Ottawa hasn't picked him up or a team like like L.A. that yeah. needs that needs a, a, a solid decor because the Leafs wanted to bring him back, but they don't have the cap space to bring him back. Exactly. I mean, they might exactly. now that they got uh, Horton and Clarkson on LCIR. Did we talk about that? We didn't talk about yeah, that we talk- last week, did we? No, last week was the convention. No, 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 because no, we just talked about the convention last week. This okay. So if any of you are confused about the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring cap space, essentially by trading away Garrett Sparks to the Vegas Golden Knights and getting back David Clarkson's deal, who has not played in however long, a couple years. Uh, he's never going to be played playing again. They're just holding his contract until it's over kind of thing, like a Marion Hossa, Pavel Datsuk kind of thing. But Steve Dangle made a video. It's like, I, I'm pretty sure it's like 25, 30 minutes long, but it's worth the watch if you're very confused because essentially – By putting these guys on LTIR, it allows the Leafs to go over the cap, like over the 81.2 cap. So they have about 10 and a half, I think, in cap space uh, instead of just the 8.1. So it's it's a very lengthy video, but it explains everything with tweets from Cap Friendly, who explain it themselves, who know it better than anybody. And he got it also, this is a side note, but it's about Cap Friendly. He also said, like, what would we what would we do if we didn't have cat friendly? Like what if cat friendly was like hired by an NHL team and we didn't have cat friendly anymore? Because I don't know if you remember, I think it was, I think it was the Carolina hurricanes or the New Jersey devils. It was one of those teams, but they did like a behind the scenes on the draft kind of thing, like the Blackhawks do. And they accidentally showed the computer screens. They ended up deleting the tweet after, but in the picture that they posted for like a, a preview for it, they had all the computers of all the scouts open and every single scout was using cat friendly. Like what would happen like NHL teams rely on this website. What would happen if we didn't have Cat Friendly? But they break it down and explain everything, so that gives them a little more wiggle room with Marner. But as I said earlier, we'll get into the RFAs later. But how did we get to the Leafs? Okay, <laughs> I, yeah, like, I feel like we always we, our conversations always end up at the Leafs, the Blackhawks, the Oilers. Or, yeah, the Oilers. Like those three teams. For some reason, I mean, the Blackhawks make sense, and right. like the Leafs to an extent make sense. How we end up on the Oilers ninety five percent of the time, I don't know. And we're talking about them now. We ended up here. We're here. We are here. We are. Well, let's move Hopefully. on to the other team in Alberta, 
the Calgary Flames, they have also bought out Michael Stone. So he also signed a long-term, longer-term deal, four-year contract, signed it in 2017. It runs through this upcoming season. So he has one, one year left on the deal. Uh, he's at a $3.5 million average annual value for a total value of $10.5 million. He has no signing bonuses during the duration of any seasons of this contract. He just has a 3.5 flat salary. Last year, he only played in 14 games, had zero goals and five assists for just five points, so it kind of makes sense for them to move on. I don't think it was working out for them as much as they'd like to. It looks like, I mean, you don't get scratched for like three-fourths of the season. I think there was an injury involved there somewhere, and I just think a change of scenery will be good for them, just kind of like the James Neal thing, too, where I think James Neal and Milan Lucic both needed just a just a change of scenery. So. Yep. And then we have two arbitration, two arbitration signings that have come through this past week, both from the Buffalo Sabres. First, Jake McCabe signs a two-year, $2.85 million average annual value deal. Last season, he played in 59 games, had four goals, 10 assists for 14 points. And then Linus Olmark signs a one-year, $1.325 million deal. Last year, he started 37 games, had a 15-14-5 and win-loss tie record. 3.11 goals against average and a 9.05 save percentage. So he's a solid backup. I mean, backups, I'm pretty sure, like, average is around, like, 9.10, 9.15, somewhere in that range. So he's not super far off. And I think he was really good behind uh, – who was their starting goaltender this year? This is how much I don't know about Buffalo. We're going to look oh, it up what right is his now. his name? I can see him. Because I was going to say Robin Lehner, but no, that he got yeah, traded to the Islanders. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I'm like, that's not right. Oh, my God, what? who was it? Oh, Carter Hutton, right? Was it Hutton? I guess it was. Let's I guess see. I'm looking on cat. I'm looking on uh, what you call it right now. Hold on. Goalie, 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 goalie. I don't know. Lena. Yeah, it was Carter Hutton. Well, I mean, he's not on there. He's not on the roster. The Linus Olmark is the only one that's on the roster as of right now. I'm looking back at the previous season. Honestly, the Sabres yeah, are an Carter enigma Hutton. to me. It was Carter Hutton. I'm pretty sure he's UFA. That's why he's not listed on the hockey oh, reference roster sense. anymore but yes he was a solid backup so makes sense for him and it's just shy over one million so no problem with that there and then let's wrap up this section it's really quick but let's wrap up this section with some of the rfas that still need to be signed so i put the big some our, of them there are so many well i put a list of the more notable names on our doc here so you got mitch marner brock besser uh miko ranton and brayden point matthew kachuk patrick Laine. Kyle Connor, Zach Wierenski, Charlie McAvoy, Travis Konechny, who a lot of people forget about, also Anthony Bavillier, mm-hmm. Kevin Fiala, Brendan Perlini on the Blackhawks, and then Brandon, Brandon Carlo. I don't want to list all of them. You can go on Cat Friendly and on the homepage, they have list of RFAs, and you can search and just see There's all of so the players. Many. Which, this year's, usually it's a UFA class that's really big. Like, there's been a couple years where a lot of guys are up at the same time. And that's yeah. how it is in baseball as well. A lot of the guys will come up at the same time, and it's just a crazy offseason in terms of unrestricted free agents. But this offseason seems to be the offseason of RFAs, and this is like the Tier 1, Tier 2 guys coming off of their entry-level contracts. So they're looking for that those big bucks. And a lot of people have been saying that the Marner talks are kind of not happening right now. It's looking more and more like he it, – it, it's not looking like he'll pull a Nylander and not play until December, but he. it's looking more and more like he's not going to be involved in training camp, which is tough, and uh, just sign him. And it's and, – and the whole thing is like – the whole thing is – okay, is – because 
what everyone's been saying, Mitch wants to be here. Here as in Toronto. Mitch wants to be in Toronto. If he signs this deal, this is what they're saying. If they sign, if he signs this deal, he'll be the most, one of the most beloved Toronto Maple Leafs in history. Okay? People already love him and he's, everyone just loves Mitch Marner. He's just a little puppy dog running around. He's like, I love hockey. I'm a child. It's good. It's good. It's good things. But it's great. Ten out of ten. Is okay. We all know that Darren Ferris is his agent. Darren Ferris has kind of had you know a history of being like, well, if we don't get a contract, we'll take our talents to the KHL. That he did with a bunch of he did that with Sean Monahan. He's done that with a bunch of other clients of his. But he plays hardball. He's a hardballer for sure. And is he getting advice or, or hearing things from him? Uh, people think that his father's involved, which I don't think it's right to inv- involve Paul Marner in this. Paul Marner is probably a nice guy. And I don't think it's fair to include him. Just Well, I think everyone's doing it too because everyone claimed that Michael Nylander was involved in the William Nylander situation, yeah. which he was like, I had nothing to do with it. It was William and his agent. Like, I'm not – I'm there giving him advice. Like, I, I went through contract negotiations yeah, when he, I played, yeah, but, but it's, it's not like I'm telling him what to do. He's an adult. He can do what he wants. Exactly. But that one too, but Brock Bessers is some, some one of them. I think we've mentioned it previously on the podcast, but that's one that's kind of kind of iffy because you do have limited cap space and you also have to sign Pedersen in the next two years. I was gonna say that the Canucks are also in kind of they're kind of in cap hell and they're not really helping themselves. Like everybody's like, Oh, but they're like really looking good this season like this off season, like they've gotten a lot of new guys and stuff and I'm like, That's great. Really what about is. the guys that you have that need to, that you need to sign? But yeah, like you're not signing any of your dudes, so have fun with that. Canucks, super fun. You're living your best life. Miko Rantanen, I am very interested to see how that one works out, considering he is as good as uh, in the same range as Nathan McKinnon. I'd say Nathan McKinnon definitely has a step up on him. He plays at a different level, but Miko Rantanen is right there, top six guy, and. If you look at Nathan McKinnon's deal, it is a steal of a deal. Like it is a just just beautiful. So I don't know if Miko Rantanen and his camp are talking with Joe Sackick and the Avalanche camp about that kind of, you know, being a lower number. I mean, I'm pretty sure Nathan McKinnon makes like five. Like a little over five. Like Duncan the Avalanche Keith. also have like a crap ton of space left, don't they? They do. They do have a lot of cap space. Like, so they're they're like they're they're the ones that I'm not really concerned about because they have the money to sign him and ranted and seems like he doesn't want to go anywhere else. So it's just a matter of getting it done on both sides. But yeah. I'm just very interested to see how that one that how that number is gonna come out. But the other one that I'm really, really just looking forward to seeing what happens is Patrick Kleine. Because he is the most just hills and valleys kind of hockey player, especially this last season. Like he was non-existent mm-hmm. for half the season. He yeah. goes to Finland and in that, that, uh, the press conference that what you call it did. What's his name? Oh, it's the coach. What's his name? Um, Paul Maurice. Yes. Paul Maurice. It was, I could see his face in my head, those big glasses. When the Finnish <laughs> reporter asked him who's going to be the daddy of Finland, uh, Patrick Alina was like, I am the daddy of Finland, but then he comes back here and he doesn't do anything. So, it's like it's kind of a battle of do what, what do we have on our hands here? Like, are, do do we have someone that you know we drafted him second overall in 2016, elite goal scorer, Ovechkin like? He's not very good on defense, but he is just a goal scorer in the purest form that you could have. But he didn't really show up last year. How do you do that? Like, I wouldn't want to give him a long term deal. I'd throw him a bridge and be like, okay, prove yourself. I was gonna say a bridge deal. I could see him getting a bridge deal. 
prove yourself and then we can sign you to a long-term contract. But if you don't prove yourself during the bridge, then sorry, I'm going to walk you to free agency and you're going to be free to go, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's something to think about. I want the Blackhawks to figure out what they're doing with Perlini so bad. Like, just sign him. Like, he can't I've heard they're close. I've heard they're much. close. I've heard they're close. There is just a matter of like figuring out contract, like like figuring just, out. I think it's like a, it's not a wide margin that they're that they're I between right now. I think he's asking thing, for more. The funny thing for me was everybody commenting on how how funny it was that he was at the convention without a contract. So <laughs> like he was there. He was just like, like, hey, man, I know I'm going to be a part of this team, so I'm just going to no, show him to the convention. But also, like, Stan Bowman and them wouldn't have him if they weren't confident that they were exactly. going to get him signed to another deal. Exactly. So exactly. it's a matter of time. And we still have we still have quite a bit of time until training camp. I think it's right around 40 days or something like that, maybe a little bit under 40 days. But training camp festival starts the 15th, is the 15th, and that's the end of training camp. So training camp is the first and second week of September, and then preseason starts on the 16th. So – yeah. We have a little bit of time, about a month a month or so, a little over a month, so we'll see how that goes. But that, that does it for the free agency talk here. We got a couple trades, though, to announce. I always wanted to say that. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So the biggest one that came off the presses this weekend over the past week was the New Jersey Devils are having an offseason. How many times have I said it on the podcast this offseason that Ray Shiro so is just out here? He acquires Nikita Gusev from the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a third-round pick in 2020 and a second-round pick in 2021. And they ended up re-signing him to another two-year deal. I will get the numbers on that exactly. But this is a big get for them because and – and I don't understand why Vegas wanted to let him go, but this guy is the leading scorer in the KHL, and he, he hasn't played a game on North American ice, so that is kind of a little bit of a, eh, we'll see. But I – from from the looks of it, there's guys that are like uh, who uh, who am I thinking of? Panarin. Panarin was great, was great in mm-hmm. the KHL, and then he came over here and he's just as great. So they signed him to yep. a yes two year four point five million dollar deal each year. So and he has a modified no trade clause in the second year. So he is. I want to see how old he is. He was born in 1992. He's 27. So he's not a young guy. I mean, I think Panarin when he came over here was what 24, 25. Right around in that range, and because because it was the whole conversation of he's not a rookie because he won the caller. It's like oh he's not a rookie, blah blah blah. He's been playing forever. Well, no, this is his first season in the NHL. So 
but Gusev just looks sick. Like he, I, I've watched some highlights from him from the KHL, and he just has hands and he can move and skate like nobody else. So that's pretty exciting. But dude, the New Jersey Devils are just giving Taylor Hall things on a platter, <laughs> saying, "Please like resign here. with us, bud." Like. Look at all these things we've got here. We got Jack Hughes first overall this year. We acquired PK Subban. We got Nikita Gusev. We have literally everybody. We have a strong prospect pool that's coming up here. So we'll see how that goes. And then the other trade that we did mention earlier, the Ottawa Senators acquire Ryan Callahan and a fifth round pick in 2020 from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for backup goaltender Mike Condon and a sixth round pick in 2020. So Ryan Callahan is if I don't know if any of you remember, but earlier this season he it came out that he has a degenerative back disease and he has been advised not to play professional hockey anymore. So the plan, I believe, is to put him on long term injury reserve and just see how this year goes. And then if they buy him out, they buy him out, or they just pay him the duration of his contract. But he has a five point eight million dollar cap hit, which helps Tampa's cap hell a little bit because that was that was something that was on their books, and they get it completely off the books. So, and they only had to, they only had to give up a fifth, a fifth round pick next year to do it. So, I think that's a pretty good move for Tampa. As for Ottawa, what are you doing? Like it's like like this off season for them. I'm just it's they're it's just very acquiring strange. people. They're like acquiring people for the sake of acquiring people, and I'm like, are you are you getting better or are you just making moves? Like that's the kind of. Like, are you making moves like, to make moves, or are you making moves because you think they're going to improve your team and, and bolster that roster? I don't exactly. think that's the case. Like, it feels like they're just making moves to straight up just make moves. Which, like, hey, let's just... I mean, just... you do you, I guess, but have fun sitting at the bottom of the league again. Then again, it's Hot better team. than, like, L.A., who has done nothing. Nothing. You know? I know. So yeah. that's, that's interesting. But those are two trades that happened this week. So let's move on here to some Blackhawks talk. We only have one thing to speak on here, and that is Chris Kunitz has announced his retirement from the NHL after 15 long, wonderful seasons. Uh, he played in 1,022 games, had 268 goals, 351 of six, 619 points. He is a one-time All-Star, a four-time Stanley Cup champion, he was undrafted, a signed player out of Ferris State University, uh, and he played for he played nine years in Pittsburgh. That's where he won two of his cups, I believe. Uh, he yes, yes, he won two of his cups in Pittsburgh. One of his cups in Anaheim, where he spent three years. He spent three years in Anaheim as the Anaheim Ducks, two years as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. So total five years in Anaheim. That's how far back it goes. He played one year with the Atlanta Thrashers. One year with the Tampa Bay Lightning and one year with the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, he won three cups in Pittsburgh. Excuse me. He was on the 2019, 16-17, and then he was on the 07 team for the Anaheim Ducks. But I was telling this to Megan the other day. I was saying how he was the only active player with four Stanley Cups, and so now that title goes down to three. And I was like, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and... Nicholas Jolmerson and Seabrook and Keith and all of them are a part of that that label now, the players' most active Stanley Cups, I guess you would say that as. But he will not be out of hockey for very long. He will be joining the Blackhawks as a player development advisor, both at the NHL level with the Blackhawks and the AHL level with the Rockford Icehogs. He will be doing a lot of traveling, but his wife is from here and is from the surrounding suburbs area. So this is home for her, and they've decided to stay here and make it a home for their family. They have three beautiful children, and I'm just really excited. I, 
I, I tweeted the day, the, the morning of when he announced his retirement, it was last Tuesday. Um, I was there for his 1000th game. It was Valentine's day this past season. And I have never seen, I've never seen it at 1000th game celebration before. And to see it for Chris Kunitz, who's an extreme veteran in this league, this guy was, a, uh, he's the epitome of a professional from everything that I've heard that he is such a mentor and a veteran in the locker room. And that's why he's perfect for this role because he, he really knows like, Hey man, I, I've been around the block a couple of times and this is how you talk to the media. And this is how you handle being on the road for this long away from like your family. If you're a young guy for the first time and that kind of stuff. And it, it's kind of to a lesser degree and a less specific degree than what Brian Campbell is doing with Boquist and, that he's more broad terms, but he's going to kind of be like a, a mentor that's not in the locker room. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But congratulations to Chris Kunitz. That's just, and we met him at the convention last year, which was we super did. cool. He was super duper nice. We met him when we met Cam Ward as well. So um, he was really, really nice. And I'm very happy that he's staying with the Blackhawks. I think um, I know a lot of people, including myself, were kind of frustrated with him being signed last summer just because, Dan Bowman has a thing with signing really old guys and that's fine. Um, but that's not really what they needed last year and whatever. I'm not going to super get into it, but um, at the end of the day, I think it was nice having him on the team and it'll be nice to keep him in the organization. And um, like, seriously though, like what a freaking career. 15 years is a long time. That's like, can you as an undrafted player, Exactly. Like, can you imagine being in like one job for 15 years? I mean, I've been doing my life for 21 years and I was what, six years old. So starting from six years old until now, that's how long he played in the NHL to think about. I don't even remember half that that time. (laughs) That's like such a long time to be a part of some, like a part of the same thing. Like I'm trying to think like the long, all of elementary school plus middle school, Plus junior high, plus high school, or oh, a little yeah. bit of high school, one year of high school. Like, right? Yeah. So much. And like, I, like, I'm trying to think too, like, I think, I don't know where I was going with that thought. I'm so sorry. No, that's I all like, of high school, plus some college. Yeah. I'm trying like to think crazy. of that in my head right now. Like literally first through eighth, eight years, yeah. then you've got... You've got high school, which is four more years, which is 12. And then you got three more years. So from the time I'm in first grade until a junior in college, that's how long such, Chris like, Kunitz played in the, the longest, NHL. <laughs> the longest time I've been in one job was when I worked retail in high school and some college. And that was like four and a half, almost five years. Yeah. And that felt like a really long time. Like I'm three and a half know. years in at Lifetime with the kiddos. And I was like, wow, I, I've we have some new hires that we met that have come in this summer and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a sophomore in high school. And I was like, I am a grizzled veteran in terms of everyone that we I'm just hired. <laughs> I was like, I am graduating college in four months, guys. This is just, I'm part of the older group now, which I'm like, Oh God, but Oh no. <laughs> oh no. But we do have a couple things to talk about in terms of NHL news, which I'm so excited to dive into this. But first we got a little housekeeping to touch, to touch on. So Dennis Potvin, who was a illustrious NHL player, retires from broadcasting after 21 seasons as the Panthers color analyst from 1993 to 2009 and then from 2015 to 2019. So 
We obviously don't live in sun sunrise or the surrounding areas of Florida and South Florida, but Dennis Poffin's a legend. So just wanted to give my congratulations also because there's like no other news going out. Sorry, Dennis. This <laughs> next one is the biggest one that I want to talk about because it's just woohoo, daddy. It's, it's, uh, to call it very Oilers like, of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was going to go with, uh, it's very wild. Oh, Oh, I see what yeah. you did there. Yeah. Because fall, Paul... Mm, Gonna go with the obvious. Fall Penton. Paul Fenton has been fired as the Minnesota Wild general manager after just 14 months. That's a year and two months for those of you who can't count. The assistant GM, Tom Curvers, will serve in the interim position until they hire a new GM. And here's the kicker. Peter Shirelli, our old dear friend, and Ron Hextall are both in consideration for this position, which... Every time an insider tweets like, oh, so-and-so should be considered, it's always the guys that are on the market. And it's like, well, yeah, they're unemployed. That's why they're being considered. I don't understand why it's... I was like, I don't understand why this is a big deal. Like, it would be a big deal if it was a current GM, say Dale Talon, since we were just on the Florida Panthers. Like, oh, Dale Talon's in consideration. That That would stir the pot a little bit because he currently serves as the general manager of the Florida Panthers, not some guy who got fired and is now sitting at home jobless that has experience as a general manager. It's like, no, duh. No, like I, I get it. Like, no, it's the off season. You have nothing else to report. There's literally nothing going on, but like we, we get it, man. We are there. We've, we, but let's just talk about that because the, the Minnesota the wild, I mean the past year, Paul Fenton came into a, I would call it a not so great situation yeah. in terms of how the team was. And in this past season, wasn't a season that was, very up to par with what they were looking to do, which it's also a very generic think, thing. It's like, okay, we didn't make the playoffs. Fair, to be fair, even though they've made the playoffs the past couple of years, like, oh, God, when is the last time they made the playoffs? Two years ago? Last Two years ago? Two years ago. Yes. Either way, it doesn't matter. 18. They have been bumped from the first round every single time for, like, I think, like, three or four years straight. Like, that ain't it, Chief. That ain't it. No. And so, yes, they got they lost in the first round for three consecutive seasons starting in 15-16. So they made so the, so they had they had a streak where they made the playoffs where they made the playoffs six years in a row. So 2012-13, they lost in the quarterfinals to us. And then the next two seasons, they lost in the second round. And then the previous are the, the next three seasons, they lost in the first round and they haven't made it in the past two seasons. Like I. I mean, you're right. Like he was coming into a an, an already not entirely great situation. Like it just. Well, their their roster, I think, is sucks. like their roster in terms of age. I'm pretty sure behind LA, who's the oldest team in the league. I'm pretty sure Minnesota is up there. And the I thing is, so too, yeah. they also don't draft very well. Which mm-hmm. you can acquire great players by trade, but also I feel like it helps to have some players in your farm system that can help you out there a little bit. But you know they have they have young players. They have Kevin Fiala, Jordan Greenway, which are good for them. They've got Ryan Hartman this off season. They acquired Ryan Donato for Charlie Coyle last season. They have Jason Zucker. They got a noted lizard. Matt Zuccarello. Matt Zuccarello, yes. Uh, they have the older guys like Ryan Suter, Eric Stahl, Zach Parise, Miko Koivu, which Miko Koivu, I'm pretty sure, was a draft pick of them, of theirs. Yes, first round, sixth overall in 2001. 
So that's, and he's been there for a really long time. Oh my God, that's 18 years ago. Yes. Yes. Uh. So that was, that's a long time ago, but the whole Nino Nina Ryder for Victor Rask thing kind of didn't work out and they were going to send Jason Zucker to Calgary at the deadline and that fell through, which I don't understand why you'd want to trade him. He's amazing. So like, I don't understand any of the moves he made because so, hmm. I like Victor Rask as much as the next person. He's fine, whatever. But when they said that they were trading him for Nino Niederreiter, I was like, you're kidding. So it was funny because actually my first reaction to that trade was, wow, I'm going to have to root for a guy that I've been rooting against for the past like three or four <laughs> years. Um, but I know he's good. Like he, right. he bothered me because he's good. Right. And um, definitely feels good having him on a team that I like. Um but when that, that trade came out, I was like, oh, man, who did the Hurricanes have to give up? And then it was Victor Rask. And I'm like, you're telling me that they traded for a guy who had been out for the majority of the season because he sliced his hand during the off season with a kitchen Cooking. knife. <laughs> Cooking. Like, what? I just didn't what? understand the concept of that trade. And, like, going back to Jason Zucker, that guy is very underrated and one of the most underrated wingers in the mm-hmm. league. And that guy can score goals, and he's very dynamic. He's a top-six player for sure, and that's a gem that you have on that team. Why would you want to trade him away? He's he's very, very good in that top-six. I mean, I get it. You might want someone on your top line considering your top line is old, but I, he's a great player. I don't understand why you would want to, to make that move there, but... They do have a lot of old players. And they were also talking about trading Jared Spurgeon, who is incredible. He is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. And I, like they, they have all this young talent, and they want to get younger, want to get younger, want to get younger. And then they are like, well, we're going to move on from them. So I think that – and, oh, Leopold, that's his name. Craig Leopold is the owner of the Minnesota Wild, and he came out and said – yeah, there was. It became apparently clear that there is a total disconnect between the goals yeah. of Paul Fenton and the goals of the organization. Which I was like, "That's a big yikes." That, I was gonna say. So that that one article, I can't think of who wrote it on the art on the Athletic. Russo, Michael Russo. He covers yeah, yeah, the yeah, wild. It was Michael, it was Michael Russo. Um, He's fantastic, by the way. <laughs> During oh this God. whole situation, like that guy is just that article where he goes in depth as to what went wrong. I was shook. I was sitting there reading it at work, and I was like, "Oh." my God, how is this organization even, like, floating right now? Right. It should be sunk with some of the stuff that this guy did. And, like, I mean, it goes from threatening people's jobs if they leak information about, like, players' injuries or, like, who they're going to draft or trade or whatever Mm -hmm. to, like, like, other personnel issues, like actual player issues Mm -hmm. to, like, the crappy trades to the weird draft, like it, and his son is in the organization still. If I'm remembering that correctly, like that's I what just, they said on Spit and Chicklets. That's Whitney oh was God, like such a weird situation. Whitney was saying on Spit and Chicklets, like he's like, I'm not saying this is the reason why Paul Fenton got fired, but your son is in the organization in the scouting department, and he's not a scout. And I don't know if it's a situation where it's like, okay, son, I'm going to get you a job. 
or if it's he's actually qualified like, for that position say, or like genuinely just, thought that he was going to do a good job like, like using I, his power that way which is like a no-no i guess but which not just, i guess it's a no-no but that whole article is just insane to me and i kept reading it and it felt like i was reading a novel like it didn't even feel like it was like real life like and that's i mean that's kind of me being exaggerating like that's a little bit of an exaggeration but like I, it's just so weird because I guess we saw it, but like hearing about it in all, like all no in one place. No one expected him to get fired. This yeah. Soon. Cause he'd only been there for like what? 14 months. Like mm-hmm. that's not even that long of a time. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh man. It, the whole thing was just wild. And I keep saying, um, <laughs> but I was just, I was shocked. I think I texted it to you with like the eyes emoji because <laughs> like what? Well, the other thing too is that it's so close to training camp Yeah, that it's like, okay, well, it's if like you don't right have a GM in camp. place, like, that's the you... other thing is that the timing of it was weird. I thought maybe like typically like you give somebody like another year. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just went to go. <laughs> Just, like, Hold on. On air. I just choked on air. Hold on. Oh my god, I do that all the time. But like, Whoa. it's just it's so weird. Like, if you're gonna it's make this timing. move, why wouldn't you make it at the beginning of the summer so that you can start your process for hiring earlier and try and find yep. someone by the time they're in and they're comfortable before training camp starts? Now you're on a crunch time to find someone, and when you're on a crunch time and you're under pressure, you might not make the best decision for your organization. AKA, you're gonna probably hire Peter Shirelli, which if you look at his track record and. In Edmonton, I really don't. I mean, also, I think it's unfair. Let me let me rewind for a second. I think it's unfair to give Shirelli that kind of that kind of beef because also, like, to, to understand the moves that he was making and the way that he did things, you have to look at the Oilers organization as a whole and who okay, owns but, it and their front office. But he also made stupid decisions in Boston. He traded away Tyler Sagan for literally no reason other yeah. than the fact that Tyler Sagan partied sometimes. Yeah, but his like literally the only reason. Like I can see, I can see the Wild taking a chance on him. I can see oh, that. Oh, I happening. can too. And honestly, I want to see it happen so I can see that lovely train wreck. I really want it. I just, I we're bound to have three train wrecks this season. Edmonton, why the Wild in Ottawa again? And it, and maybe the Kings and like, the Kings I, again. Who knows? I just I love train wrecks in sports as long as they're not my team. Like, right. I don't know why I like, I think it's just like, like it's Ottawa last season. Was it's entertaining. Just, like last year, Ottawa was just like half the time I was like, there's no way that this is real. Like that <laughs> stupid Uber thing. It's like, there's no way this is real. Oh, it's like, real. It just, like, it's just absolutely insane. And it's that kind of stuff where I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic well, content. It's, it's a break I, from the normal content and news and stuff you get. Every season, which I love watching replays of games every night and highlight real goals and stuff, but I also love hearing about players shitting, excuse my French, shitting on other players and teammates and coaches in their organization in an Uber in, like, Phoenix, Arizona. Like, I love that. I love that for them. So good. Oh, man. Oh, that video, dude. That video is just... 
Always, we always forget. Peak I know comedy. the saying is saying, like, never forget, blah, blah, blah. Always forget that Matthew Shane was an Ottawa senator for, like, that hot minute that he was. It is funny because we were watching, was it, yeah, I was watching the, we were watching the NHL, like, the weird NHL awards oh, or the whatever. the weirdy awards. Yeah, and. An hour-long think- video. It's a great video, though. Um, and there was like there was a clip of Magic Shane playing with the Senators. And I think I turned to you and I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, it's the one of him hitting it out of midair. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. Like I just don't remember him playing there. We like, block it from our memories because it was a terrible time. It was just weird. Like he didn't it's gonna be a weird thing him with Nashville too, to be honest. But yeah. I also don't think he's gonna help Nashville as much as they think he's going to. But it's fine. Um, That's a hot, hot take. Wow. Hot take. Wow. Um, Coming out of left field there. <laughs> you know, it's always a good day to just drizzle a little. A little sriracha. A, a little a little, a little, salt on uh, on the wounds of Nashville um, <laughs> after their mildly unsuccessful um, playoff run. Playoff yeah. run. It was one round. Run. Um, oh, uh, man, I'm feeling it today. <laughs> I'm going to eat my words. I can just feel it. Um but yeah, I this this whole wild thing is just like I guess I just didn't know how bad it was. Like And then this all comes out and you're like oh. And then it comes out and you're like, Oh, okay, I understand now. Like I, I get why they decided to let him go now. I still think they should have done it like right after the season ended, but I think I don't know, when is it a good time? Maybe to they were maybe they were maybe. seeing if he's going to do anything in the offseason, which he just signed Matt Zuccarello, got Ryan Hartman. And yeah, but he that called Matt Zuccarello a lizard. That's very true. But for those of you who, before I forget to mention it, for those of you who do have subscriptions to The Athletic, we'll link in the description box below. I'll link the uh, I'll link the article. If you're not, you're going to hit a paywall. Sorry. But uh, please support The Athletic and all their work. They're great. And I love The Athletic, and I always will bounce I them. Also, I'll I always say, hype I feel them like up if I can. They're... Uh... Their content is just so much better than like because it's, it's not just elite, like elite. really qu- really quick plug for the athletic, because um, it's not just like game replays or um, recaps or like your typical like sports article. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people's stories and a lot of like really in depth things like this. Um, they write about like the craziest topics that you would have never thought of before, yeah. like like players that aren't superstars, in depth things like that. I love it. Well, and even, I love um, it. I follow it for MLB, too, and MLB is Me, too. Um, One of my favorite ones recently was Sarah Sivian, the uh, beat reporter for the Hurricanes, wrote a a whole article on Rod Brindamore's sayings and, like, quotes from the season. Mm -hmm. And I think the article is called, like, something about, like, Rod Brindamisms or something. Rod Brindamisms. Oh, man, they're so good. They're not a – they're – they're really good, and the article is fantastic. There's also one on um, there's a, there's an even there are even better quotes in the Bruce Cassidy one. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy is hilarious. Um, the, Low key uh, funny. For the the uh, the, uh, the, the, the 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 Bruins. Oh my yep. god, why did that take me so long to get there? Um, I was letting you work it out. Those articles, like articles, are just so good. Like Mark Lazarus wrote the one on smelling salts, which was so funny. Um, he does a lot of the like really fun people. Want, like, he did the workout that Patrick Kane and yeah. Connor Carrick and JT Comfort do, and he's like, "I am good. an old man and I am dying." <laughs> that one's really good. I love like even like the Robin Lehner one, um, or the even like the the Ray Emery one comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are just so many good ones and it goes into topics that you just don't down see. goes brown is oh if you want God, a good those laugh are amazing his They're are so, so funny. funny the latest the, the yeah, one that Sean i recently Mac read the one that i recently read that i loved by him was the types of the types of uh like or the stages of grief after signing like a free agent or yeah, signing like an older really free good. agent and, and then there's one that's like the the roles of every player on your team. Yeah, it's like the yeah, superstar, yeah. the this, the that. He's that one's funny. really good. I also liked um, everybody's been doing those like Team Manitoba or Team Wisconsin or Team Chicago where they pick like a certain area and they find players that are from that area. Um, like there's like a Team New York one. I think there's a Team Ontario one, um, which sounds the most deadly if I remember correctly. Um that's just, it's just so funny and they're like you just can't get those articles anywhere else so that's my that's our little plug Subscribe. for the athletic i'm pretty sure Please. it's still 40% off right now i was going to say like they, they almost always, always have, have sales. like i always i waited until the start of the season last year and i think it went from it was 50% off so it went from 60 bucks to like 30 um which $60 for the whole year is also not that bad right just Putting oh, that yes, out there. That's twelve five dollars a month. Yes. Like that is they just hit five hundred thousand subscribers, I'm pretty sure too. Yeah. Which and is awesome. Because they started as a, literally a startup in like a little yep. shoebox. If you if you want to more, hear more in depth about it as well, the Steve Dangle podcast had James Myrtle, who's one of the yep. founding people of the athletic on, and he they spend the first hour and then some of the podcast talking about how it started and where it's going and everything like that. And he doesn't give away a whole lot because obviously everything is behind a paywall. So if you want to read right. all of the work, you need to subscribe and, and get behind the paywall. But now they're that adding so podcasts good. and they're expanding to the UK and covering premier league soccer, and which is have, awesome. Um, there are a lot of um, like little like mini documentaries as well that I know mm -hmm. I watched one on Christian Yelich a couple weeks ago. Um, baseball player. I haven't seen any for hockey yet, but I'm sure they're, I've only seen baseball ones and I think maybe like a couple of NBA ones. Um, but those are really cool too. Cause they're like 10, 15 minute, like little mini, I don't know, like, like kind of something you'd see on like ESPN, like a little, right. like kind of look into something or someone that maybe you don't hear a whole lot from. I think, um, I can't remember what the Christian Yelich one was about, but which is terrible. Cause I literally watched it like less than a week ago. Um, but yeah, like it just, I love the athletic and I, it's funny cause I was hesitant last summer, but I'm so glad I have it because I feel like, like there's stats on there that I would never have thought of looking at. Like, um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Dom, Dom Lecision. Lecision. Um, genius. That he, guy's a genius. He is so cool. And like those stats, like I'm not a huge stats person because numbers don't always click with me that much, but numbers are hard. He yeah, numbers are so hard, um, but he makes it like semi understandable and um, at least for somebody who's not well versed in stats and stuff. Um, but it's uh, I don't know. It's just so great. And if you are not subscribed to The Athletic, I think you should just bite the bullet and do it. I yes. would honestly, if you're going to do it, wait until the start of the season, though, because I guarantee you they'll do that 50% off again. Oh, yes, for sure. It was like literally, I think I did it in like either like the end of September or like the beginning of October or something. Right. So that does it for the NHL part. Ugh. Let's move on to power plays. Megan doesn't have a power play because who was surprised? Nobody. Not me. Not a single soul. But 
I have a great power play that I would love to just wax poetic about for two minutes. I think you should wax poetic. Thank you. Let, let me know when you're ready, and I am ready. I was born me, for this. I saw it on here, and I was like, wow, this is, honest to God, the perfect power play, and kind of wish Thank I thought you. about it. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's just, it's fantastic. All right, you are ready when... I'm ready whenever you're ready. Oh my God. I can't speak today. If you couldn't figure that one out, it's okay. can't do it. You and me Words both. Are not happening. You and me both sister. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Go. Let's talk about Austin Matthews's Matthews's hot girl summer 2019. So if any of you follow Austin Matthews on Instagram, you will know that Austin is living his best life. He actually posted a recap of his family R and R time on his Instagram today, and it includes a couple videos of him playing tennis, as well as playing volleyball, which I was very proud of as a volleyball athlete of 10-plus years. I was very proud of his form, really hit the line nicely on that on the left side there. But I just wanted to talk about how also this, we can talk about Austin Matthews having a hot girl summer, and we can also just talk about how the offseason is just every hockey player is living their best life. Jonathan Taves, spotted at, at, at Lollapalooza, frat god, okay, living his best life. You got guys on lakes fishing. You got guys doing traveling and going to Italy. You've got William Nylander looking like riffraff with his cornrows and his big flower shirt, okay? Eating prosciutto and doing yoga in Sweden, okay, with his best buddies, his best pals, which Alex Nylander is there, and I'm like, Alex, you better kick it into gear. Let's go. You're making the team out of camp. I... I'm willing it into existence, but I just wanted to talk about how Austin Matthews, whoever's taking these pictures for him, I'm just the one of him. So there's one of him that he posted five days ago. Okay. And it's him sitting on like a giant pool couch thing. And it's from straight above and he's sitting with his legs crossed and he's got a tie dye shirt on and he's just sleeping emoji. Okay. I just, I just, I'm very proud of these guys for, you know, really coming out of their comfort zone. I'm really proud of William Nylander for getting cornrows in Italy. And I just wanted to say, follow young players because, like, Jack Roslovic is having a hot girl summer. Uh, Brendan Lemieux having a hot girl summer. You got lots of guys having hot girl summers. And I just wanted to say I'm very proud and keep the content up because August is dead time in the NHL's offseason. So... Shouts nice. to you, Matt. Nice, nicely done. Thank you. Um, those are commenting on who's taking those pictures. I read somewhere that his mom was the one taking all those pictures. Emma can't confirm, the but I read. So, I read like in multiple different places that she was the one taking those pictures. Dang! But it, it those pictures are so funny. He reminds me. I don't know if you know this, or maybe term. his sister too, because he's on vac- vacay with yeah. his fam. Um, Either way, I love the creative ha- vision here. Oh, they're fantastic. I, I think the, the editing is nice. The shot, like the angle is nice. Like there's no way um, he did that alone. Like someone had to help him do yeah, that, right? Like, um, So I don't know if you've heard this term or if anybody listening has heard this term, but there's a term called visco girl. Oh, yes. The hydro flask. What that, yeah, the puka shell necklace. Is typically white the girls. Scrunchies. Typically. Um who are like, I don't know, like high school, college age, who 
It's like become the new basic. So Visco is an app where you edit photos and videos and stuff to make them Instagram worthy, I guess. Um, I've have never personally used it. Has it having yeah, making, feel. yeah, making it aesthetic. Um, and so this term Visco girls came about because there's this new breed of basic girls. Breed. Basic, <laughs> basic white girls. With their hydro flask, their iced coffee, their scrunchies, their fairy lights, Bud. the tie-dye shirts. Do you see this right now? Yeah, I know. It's I can you. also show you my entire <laughs> collection of scrunchies. I have them in a rectangle Tupperware. Oh, my God. That's all yeah. I wear. Yeah. But also because it hurts so my head to wear regular ones. It's, 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 a, it's a thing. And honestly, Austin Matthews. And kind of William Nylander, too. Uh, those two particularly are where they're living their best uh, hot girl summer, but also visco girl summer. Visco and, girl. You know, I'm really they're also the girls that, you know, throwing up like a shaka all the time. Mm. You know, typically like, it gives me like California vibes. Yes. Very like West Coast. Very West Coast. Big very baggy T-shirts, like comfort yeah. colors usually. Yeah. Yep. So I think um I think Austin Matthews fits in the uh, Visco Girl brand, and you know I'm not mad at it. I I wish I could be a Visco Girl. Well, I'm gonna all. use this. I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to plug my friend's show because my friend is an actress at the Second City. She does shows at the Second City in Chicago if you are local. But her newest show it runs two more Fridays and it's at the second city at the blackout cabaret, but it is called basic and it's an entire hour show about being a basic girl, which is just, it was, I went on Friday with my cousin and that's actually how I know her. It's my cousin's best friend, but I've known her since I was in elementary school growing up. And so it's just so, so, so funny. And I want to go see it again if I have time. Cause it's just, it's very on brand basic. There's a lot of Grace anatomy. There's a lot, there's just a lot of like hydro flasks. And there's one where she does uh, old or like older white woman sayings. And it's like, Oh, you know what they say about a glass of wine, like that kind of stuff. So yeah. if any of you are in Chicago and love comedy, go see my friend's show. It's called basic with a K B A S I K. It's her fifth show with her comedy group, Ride or Die, that she does. So shout out to Sarah. I don't know if any hockey fans like comedy, but I just needed to plug it because she's amazing and the show is awesome. So it's worth it's worth the $13 you will spend on a ticket. So, well, yeah, that does it for this one. This was a shorter one, thank goodness, after last week's was, I don't know, like two hours like two long. Two and a half, so, I think. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming from now until training camp starts, they will be right around the hour mark like this one is. So, yeah. Which, I mean, that's fine. We get the shorter ones in now, and then once the season hits, we'll, be t- we'll have exactly. a lot to exactly. talk about. Exactly. So. We're pacing ourselves. We're pacing ourselves. Yes. So thank you for tuning in this week. We appreciate you, and we love you, and we thank you for coming back each and every week. We love doing this. We're going to be trying to add some intro music and all that other stuff here. So we're going to make this the best podcast. We're going to make it a Visco Girl podcast. No, no, we're not. We're We're going to make it aesthetically pleasing, though. Okay, okay, I like. It's going to be great. We're going to have music. It's going to be. It's already. I mean, it's already really organized because Shay's amazing and has this great Google Doc for us every week. but it, the music is, I feel like it's going to really... It's going to take it to a whole nother really, level. It's going to take it to a new level. And it's really going to tie everything together. And it's it's just going to be the best. Wow. Not that, that we already really nice aren't. It's, it's, it's not like we aren't already the best. But it's going to make us like the Even best better. of the best. You know? 
I, I get I get you. I'm catching your Peanut flow here. Put down. Absolutely. So, all right. We will see you guys next week. Until then, have a good week. Have a good rest of your August. If you're, I don't know, maybe you're like, this is the last episode I'm listening to them. Don't do that. I don't know where I'm going with this. We love you guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye